Welcome, folks, to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. I also have an Instagram and a Facebook. Just keeps you updated with all the new stuff that's coming out that I'm releasing, or just stuff in general, like where I'm going and hunting and all the roundabouts of what I do. Um, I sit down and talk with a wide variety of people about their life in the outdoors and life in general. I'm going to take a quick second and thank my great sponsor, Webfoot Waterfowl. Go check them out. Luke does amazing work, very unique and amazing lanyards. If and when you go to purchase a lanyard, uh, make sure to use the, the code GOOSE15. Save yourself a little bit of money. Um, thank you all for the great support and for the people that are listening and new listeners, it's always amazing hearing and talking to new people. Um, it just helps out with uh, the day-to-day stuff that I do with this podcast. It's amazing what goes on. Um, let's get into this episode. I hope you enjoy it while you are driving, working, sitting around the house. Who knows? Here we go. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Goose Gossip Podcast. It's been a hot minute. Special guest today is Charlie Fox. Charlie, my man, how does it go? Oh, it goes, man. It goes. It goes like one way or the other. Is it going pretty well for you? Oh, yeah. It's going extremely well for me, man. (laughs) I have absolutely zero complaints right now. Are you catching some sleep? Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) I just took like a six-hour nap, man. It was possibly the greatest thing that has happened to me in the past like week honestly is it, it well was fantastic des- is it well deserved or you just you just decided to do it oh yeah man dude the past three days i've killed crane limits i killed oh was it well actually that's kind of a lie i killed so two days ago yeah two days ago i fell six short which it's three cranes per person i fell six short of a limit we shot 40 cranes i could have shot 46 um and then uh yesterday uh we shot 20 cranes um and uh oh shoot how many people were there there were not very many people we were only like three short of a limit or something weird like that aren't you um, down in texas today, now yeah i am in the great lone star state of texas mm. Yeah, man, and then today we shot an 11-man of cranes. We were limited out by 825, and we were out of there. Who are you guiding for down there? I am currently guiding guiding for Tool Creek, which it's not spelled T-O-O-L like I am. Uh, it's called T-U-L-E Creek. So, Is this your first year with them, or is this a consecutive yep. year? Yep, this is my first year with these guys, so pretty new and exciting stuff for yourself being there or is this something that you've been around before oh no man this is something this is a whole entire new ball game for me down here i have uh i've never guided down in texas or anything like that so it was definitely something uh new for me uh 100 we do crane hunts we do lesser and snow hunts and then uh we also do guided pheasant hunts down here which i'm no stranger to guided pheasant hunts i've done plenty of those out in north dakota um, but yeah, man, it is, it is a totally new ball game down here for me. That is for sure. Where were you born and raised then? So I was actually born in Fresno, California. Oh um, no. I was raised up by my raised, I know, I know, <laughs> man. I was raised up by a single mom. God bless her heart. She's an oh, amazing for sure. woman. And, um, so she brought me to Minnesota when I was five years old, and I grew up in Ottersdale County. I went to school in New York Mills. Um, I started hunting at a really young age. Uh, uh, my grandpa, he's pretty much my fatherly figure throughout my whole entire life. And uh, he started me hunting. He bought me my first goose decoys, everything else. Bought me my first shotgun, my first rifle, everything along those lines, man. And um, I have just been eating up with it ever since. That's amazing. You know, for somebody to come from California and then move to Minnesota, um, at your young, at your younger age, you probably didn't like completely notice what was going on, but you know, from that transition, I mean, where did like a lot of your life like start with Minnesota? Did you 
was it always goose and duck hunting or was it just like outdoors in general i mean i don't need the whole life story because they're kind of like generosity like kind of like the same but like growing up was it pretty outdoorsy for yourself then oh yeah oh yeah man i mean i grew up my grandparents my grandpa he owned a resort right on rush lake there grew up hunting fishing right there um any chance i could get i was out fishing uh i had a little paddle boat (laughs) that i uh i would fish in and everything else like that paddle my happy little ass around the lake go fishing for northerns and sunfish and everything else like that and then man i was just would just cruise around do everything else uh with my grandpa you know if, if he was going hunting he was taking me so it was uh it was definitely a good time so when you graduated high school um what was your first adventure when you took out was it college or was it kind of like an extension of what you do now nowadays no actually so um i actually went to college to be an underwater welder and Interesting. um I thought for sure, man, I thought for sure I was going to be a welder. Um, I only did a one-year course at uh, NDSCS right there in Wapakin, Um, and I got my certificate and everything else like that. But uh, my professor pretty much looked me dead in the face one day when we were doing certs, and uh, he's like, you can weld better than me. Why are you here? Why do you not have a job? I was like, fair enough. So I took my certificate and walked out. And uh, I was a custom fabricator for a long, long time. And uh, I was in charge of some, like, older guys at a, at a job. And, um, man, they, uh, them, them older guys, they don't take very kindly to listening to a 19-year-old when you're trying to tell them that they're doing something wrong when it comes to welding. Oh, no. And, uh, so I was like, you know what, man? If you don't want to listen to me, whatever. Not a big deal. And uh, at this time, I uh, I was friends with my buddy Jack Nelson, who he guides up in Alaska in the Aleutian Island uh, chain. And uh, he called me, and he's like, hey, man, um, we got a job on the salmon fishing boat. And he's like, I know that you have talked to me about it before. He said, but the only stipulation is, if you want it, I have to know on this phone call right now. And uh, oh. I was like... I'm going to quit my job right now. <laughs> He's like, really? I was like, yeah, dude, I walked in right now. He's like, all right, do it, man. I was like, all right. So I, I fucking hung up the phone, told him I'd take the job, walked into my boss's office. I said, this is my two weeks. I'm going to Alaska. See you guys later. have not worked a normal job since, man. Oh, my gosh. How long was that normal job then? Uh, I worked there for a year. A whole year, and then that was... That was the little gist of Mr. Charlie Fox, and that was it. And then the script yeah, man, was wrote. That was in. I was I was uh, guiding part time with my buddies in Fergus and stuff like that, doing which I hate to even say it, but it's like a buddy buddy guide service. But we were running actual clients. I mean, we weren't running like four clients, six guys, right. five clients, four guys, like that type of bullshit. It was two or three guys. We were running six or seven clients every time every week i mean we were going out i mean it wasn't like a bunch of bullshit so i mean it was you know a legitimate like yeah now we had to get our llc we had to get insurance stuff like that i mean we were all 19 20 years old trying to figure out what we (laughs) needed to run this business to make it a legitimate business right you know thankfully we had we had our ducks in a row one of my buddy's moms uh ethan lundebrick uh she helped us out let us know what we needed and what whatnot and everything just kind of fell into place and from there it just kind of took off man and i commercial fished for salmon in alaska and i was you know chasing my dreams trying to become a waterfall guide so has this always just been a second nature thing for you just being so anxious and ready for the next like motion of your life like it sounds so crazy like a lot of people are like you know there's probably a lot of people that envy you for like just even this little conversation that we're having but like what makes you just like become over or just overcome like you know the scarce of maybe this won't work out or is it just you know i'll figure it out as i go oh no man like i know (laughs) like trevor bennett one of my absolute best friends man one of my rider guys um we had a talk this year while i was in canada man and he's like dude charlie me and you were put on this earth for one thing to kill geese to kill birds (laughs) that's it dude and i'm like fuck yeah man yeah we were and we just like pump each other up we're like this is us man motherfucker we're gonna do this till we die and it's like 
you know, obviously that's not the case. Like, you're, we're going to get old and whatever. But, I mean, like, we're going to rock this road, you know, rock it till the wheels fall off, man. As Absolutely. long as we possibly can. I, I can't. I've seen you guys' videos that you guys were, you know, slow leaking out from from Black Duck. But, I mean, it looked like you guys <laughs> were doing, um, some would say, really well. And I would say really good. You know, and, and I was I was kind of jealous. But at the same time, it's like, how can I be jealous when you guys are in Canada and I'm in South Dakota? The only reason I'm jealous oh, is because yeah. I'm not there, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, it was an absolute blessing to go up there i mean tj mallet dude ashton they are absolutely wonderful people i love them to death i have a mad amount of respect for tj dude he runs a nice operation up there he takes super good care of us you know and everything's you know a tight ship up there making sure that you know we're we're getting our stuff done making sure everything's good to go for the next morning trailers are ready you know checking where on tires making sure everybody's got a trailer hitch dude like I went through I went through some of the season without a trailer hitch, man. And it's like, Charlie, what the hell were you thinking? And like at that time we were just kinda like tossing one back and forth and like I was like, Shit, man, I need to go get one. So finally I went and bought one. Two hundred and fifty dollars later I bought the nicest drop hitch that I could possibly find, man. But it's like it was so awesome up there. Uh, yeah, dude. T J and them, they're absolutely wonderful to work with. Man, TJ is a super incredible dude. His wife, Ashton, let me tell you right now, man, man, can she cook. (laughs) That's got to put a big help on the, after you get back with the hunt, you're like, you're used to, you know, your younger self just eating ramen or mac and cheese out of the box, and now you're coming to a very good home-cooked meal. I bet you that just, that probably brings a lot of energy to yourself, too, like be able to still do your job. Yeah, it was it was so awesome, dude. And I mean, I'm not talking like just regular meals here and there, dude. Like she was making, like we would eat lamb chops, homemade spaghetti. Um, she made pork tenderloin with stuffed boudin that was wrapped in bacon. Like all kinds <laughs> of crazy stuff, dude. I mean, it was incredible. What? She was, yeah, dude. She is a saint. She is a saint. She's like literally was like my second mom up there. It was so awesome. Are they from Canada, or do they just have a lodge up there? No, uh, TJ and Ashton are actually from uh, Arkansas. Um, oh, okay. And so they actually, they continue guiding. Uh, they actually just had an opener yesterday for uh, the duck season down in Arkansas. Oh, so right on. their guide service down there for ducks now. So now does anybody overwatch some of these, their, their lodge, or just like any of the lodges in Canada, or do they just not get touched? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. They're, they've got a couple farmers up there that live real close that, you know, mow their lawn or stuff like that right for them in the summer months. That's got to be nice for them, you know, like, hey, let's let's fly up to Canada just for shits and giggles, check the place out and hang out. Like, gosh. Oh, I'm sure they yeah. almost have to go up there every once in a while just to maybe refurbish some things and keep up with all the, the nonsense oh, yeah. that happens I mean, during waterfowl season. Yeah, and it's it's a nice lodge up there. I mean, and they they've got a, like I said a super legit operation going, which is which is awesome. I mean, I'm I'm super grateful that I uh, I'm able to work there. I mean, it's 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 really something else to be able to even experience what Canada is is just unreal, man. I mean, I've seen some of the craziest stuff in my life up there. Like I've seen things snow geese do things that they're not supposed to do, and they do it, you know. <laughs> like it's their day job up there. I mean, it's it's crazy to watch snow geese up there. The duck hunting was insane too. Is that was that your first time being up in Canada? Yeah, dude, that was my first time working up there. Um, I've gone up there before. Uh, I've been fishing up there for a while, okay. uh, and then they closed closed the border, man. And I didn't get to go up there for uh, for two years, and it was it was rough, man. Me and my buddies used to go up there and lake trout fish every winter. I mean, mm. all kinds of stuff and. We, I mean, we'd go up there on a fishing trip for like 14 days and just fish to our hearts, con- you know, content. And we weren't able to do that, so it, it kind of sucked. But it was uh, it was a nice refresher to be able to go back across there and see everybody and get everything done, man, and just, you know, put a real hurting on those birds that were up there. It, it was, like I said, it, it was unreal. You going back next year then? 
I would really like to, man. I would really like to. So that'd be the the uh, ideal I, thing for Mr. Charlie Fox, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I pray that the uh, the border stays open. I pray that our government pulls pulls their head out of their ass. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the Canadian government's not any better, man. But uh, I hope, like, I had to go get my vaccination. Like, I, I'm I'm the shame, shame, boy no. now. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> and it's like. I had to go get my vaccine. All my buddies are making fun of me. They're like, oh, oh, your kids are going to come out with three arms. I'm like, man, I, I, I sure I hope not. Dude, I, I guess see. We'll see. I seen a commercial and you know okay I you know I have my set opinions but this literally caught me off guard like I get it people want vaccine to like save other people this and that you know however you proclaim it but this lady was talking that she got a vaccine before she was pregnant and then her kid when it was born had antibodies for covid and I was like so this is just a copy and paste method now this kid has a vaccine because you had a vaccine I don't know like that stuff just weirds me out yeah that's weird that it was on live television of a commercial for cdc or whatever or whatever the hell it yeah. is that should just yeah that wakes a person up <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding <laughs> no but anyways yeah i mean i'm not like too far from like almost getting you know the vaccine but it's gonna take you know a motion of like that i'm either like not forced but like i'm not gonna like lose my job over a statue yeah. of that i don't want to do something you know like that's just there's just no reason to do that to a person yourself, you know what I mean? And see, the yeah, absolutely, dude. I'm That's not gonna like, get into the huge myself, factor of it. Yeah, I like I told myself that I was never gonna get it, and then I got right. offered a job up there, and I was like, "Damn, like this is a, this is pretty, you know, a legit job offer. I don't want to miss out on this." Right. So I just went and got it, and you know, thankfully, I'm I would consider myself a normal human being, but as far as I can tell, nothing's really changed about me. <laughs> So, I mean... No, you I look pretty I'm normal. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, I... You know, you do look pretty normal, but I want your stash is all. I'm trying to grow one out, yeah, but man. gosh, man. You don't even need to... That's the only thing. You don't need to put any any makeup on on your on your face for waterfowl hunting. You just <laughs> you just curl them, them that mustache up a little harder or something. <laughs> yeah, dude, straight up. I mean... I can't do a beard to save my life. I cannot grow any facial hair to save my life besides my mustache. Yeah. And it's a blessing and a curse, man. It, it's, uh, it's something else. Like, it, I don't even know how I am able to grow a mustache. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand how, but, and I wouldn't even consider it like a super, like, crazy good mustache. It's just like a, like when people see it, they're like, "Holy shit, that kid's got a mustache!" <laughs> <laughs> and it's just—I call it my killing stash, man. I mean, I just whenever I grow it, we kill shit. It attracted one lady from Canada, then too. You 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 smuggled oh, one. You man. smuggled one across the border. I see, huh? I don't I, know. Is that a touchy I, subject? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a touchy subject at all. I'll talk about her all day, man. Her when you were when you were sending me snaps and you're like and I was like, dude, I'm searching for a woman. He's and you're like, dude, I just got one up in Canada. I was like, bullshit, dude. And then you started sending me photos, and I was like, you motherfucker, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, straight up. How'd yeah, you convince dude, her to come is. back to the U.S. Then? Oh, probably my mustache. But uh... <laughs> no, dude, she is something else, man. Her name's Brooklyn. She's a a short little gal. She's about five six, five seven. I mean, little smoke show, man. Works at a dairy farm out there. Uh, man, she is. Yeah, she's got me. She's got me pretty bad, man. Uh, Trevor. Trevor absolutely hates it. Um, I'm sure he'll. Hey, Trevor's in a relationship now too. No, he's not. He's oh. not. I can't. I can't get into details oh, about shoot. that one, but. But uh, no. <laughs> he, uh, he ended his relationship while he was out there, just some complications, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, and I, I mean, I can understand. Like, I was supposed, I, I told him I was going to go home with him in Alberta. And then um, I, I met this girl up there. And instead of going home with Trevor, I went and hung out with this girl and her family. And so he was mad at me, which 
I understand, you know. So, right. Trevor, if you're listening to this, man, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> saying it in front of everybody. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, dude. Uh, I think I hopefully hopefully he's finally forgiven me. I don't, maybe maybe <laughs> I don't the goose know. gossip method will help. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. But no, she's uh she's something else, man. Um, I'm trying trying to work on that dual citizenship. So uh, it's going pretty well as of now. Well, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. I just had to bring it up because it was just a conversation piece that maybe would just bring a little bit of life out of you or something, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. She, Yeah, man. She came back to the States with me for a week. She met my family, everything, hung out with me and my buddies, came Damn. home with us. Um, Did you figure I mean, out what size yeah, ring she wears? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to. I won't get too he- heavy on that. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just giving you shit. Anyways. No, yeah, dude, she's, uh, she is amazing, man. She puts up with my bullshit with the traveling and everything, which she understands. Her dad is a uh, a heavy-duty mechanic at a uranium mine uh, way up there. Oh, he's got to be doing so a lot he of travels, He Yeah, he travels a uh, every two weeks, and he's off every two weeks. But, I mean, he takes a private jet up there. Um they own a couple Boston pizzas up up in Saskatoon. They own a care home, stuff like that. Um, I mean, yeah, her her family's pretty pretty, pretty legit cool people. Yeah, yeah, they're they're super cool people. I'm super thankful that I I met her up there, man. She is a uh, she is something else. I mean, <laughs> it's funny. She asked me, she's like, "Where have you been my whole life?" And I was like, "Oh, just in fucking Minnesota, you know, <laughs> just across the border, <laughs> a hip hop." <laughs> yeah man i was like only only had to travel 1200 miles to come find you but we're here now so we're gonna rock this shit there you go there you go so what about is or what is charlie doing for the rest of this year or this year you know oh. I'm, I'm talking not 2022 but the rest of 2021 what's what's in the agenda for the next few months Oh man, um, I will be in Texas. Uh, I'll be in Texas till January twenty third. Um, so, but no, I, yeah, I'll probably be here. Well, I will be here. Um, I might go uh, to Houston. I got family that lives in Houston. No, oh, right on. Um, might go, might go hang out with my family in Houston for Thanksgiving, <laughs> or I am possibly gonna go uh, bullshit around with Zach Rutledge and Cole Burford. Um, down at Cole's place, maybe go shoot a couple hogs or something like that over over Thanksgiving. We don't have any clients or anything like that. So, I mean, depending on uh, on what I'm really feeling uh, is what I'm going to do. I haven't really decided yet. But um, and then I'll be here uh, grinding away on the cranes and the lessers, man, trying to trying to make them pay. Um, and then uh, Christmas will roll around. Um, I'm going to head back home. Gonna spend some time with my family. Uh, for a couple days, and then uh, I'm gonna spend some time. Uh, I'm gonna go back up to Canada, spend some time with Brooklyn's family and them. Um, I bought her a plane ticket. She's gonna come down here and hunt. Oh, uh, from the 13th probably till like the 21st of December. Right on. Uh, go see my family, then head back up to see her family, and then the New Year's will hit, and uh, I gotta be back here the day after New Year's. So, and then uh, yeah, I'm gonna hunt till hunt here till January 23rd, and then it's out to Arkansas for conservation season man dirty bird dirty bird um do you do all this um uh, moving around by travel by pickup then yeah yeah it's gotta be a lot of driving man it's not so bad i don't mind it it's uh gives me a, i find i find a lot of interesting music um uh trevor has definitely opened up <laughs> my my music case man he listens to some weird music dude but i'm telling you, know. you like i i drive a lot for work and people can't listen to the music that i do because it's just like it's so different but i'm sorry when you drive all the time you can't listen to nowadays country you can't listen to nowadays rap all the time like dude you have to like reach out sometimes oh yeah big time dude yeah i'm going through like a uh like you go through phases in life where like you listen to some weird shit. Yeah. And uh I'm going like I already went through this phase when I was like fourteen, sixteen, like the punk punk rock type deal. And I'm twenty two years old and I'm back on it again. Like oh, no. usually I'm listening to like Key Glock or, you know, 
right to the king of memphis himself young Dolph. you know <laughs> listening to young Dolph, shit like that dude r.i.p um, r.i.p man dude he was the king of memphis dude he ran that city did he really shout out to my boy ryan hiskey uh he's from he's from arkansas he used to guy for southern prairie yeah man up in alaska we were bumping young Dolph on that on that uh on that fishing boat i had a text him the other day when i seen that young Dolph got shot i was like yo dude did you hear what happened and he's like no bro what happened i was like dude they shot Dolph." and he's like no way and i was like swear to god man look it up and he texted me oh, he's like no. he's like ask in the chat boys and i was like ask in the chat man rip to the prince of memphis oh my gosh yeah i heard everybody blowing that up about young Dolph. i i have a few of his songs but i guess i haven't but see that's like some of the stuff about music is like when someone passes away that's like almost like when you like dive into them more you know what i mean oh yeah dude. sometimes Straight like for, I'm, I'm saying like other people um like if they don't know a lot about them like whenever i listen to artists i like i dive into not just even their music but like their life on why they're you know what they're making their music yeah. for <clears throat> so you yeah, do you do when you do all your traveling you you a chevy man ford man i mean what are you i'm a toyota man toyota oh my gosh i yeah don't hold it against me don't hold it against i can't me. because i could see that vehicle being like almost like perfect for like the scenario that you're running you know what i mean oh yeah i mean they'll run for forever i got a tundra um yeah dude it's and it's a like a big it's the crew max the limited right um, on the cab huge it's got heated leather seats i mean like it's comfy like i'm it, it's probably it is my favorite pickup i've owned i mean it's awesome fits the mustache and all huh oh yeah dude like and it's funny because like everything's black that i own now my pickup's black i got two black dogs uh it sounds horrible because i just said everything i own is black but that's <laughs> We're not gonna get into that, but like my girl, my girlfriend's got black hair. Like everything, black everything, man. It's like, shit. <laughs> well, okay, let's <laughs> let's move on to that. You own everything that's black, but anyways, um, <laughs> that's a rough. That was a rough. One. Yeah, that was a rough everyone's one. Gonna, everyone's gonna be like, did he just say what I think he said? <laughs> It can't be as I'll bring this up till the day I stop making podcasts. Mattzilla, he was on one of mine, and he goes, I asked him, I was like, "What's your favorite part about photography?" Is and he's like, "Shooting dogs." And I, <laughs> <laughs> he meant shooting photos of dogs. But anyways, yeah. Uh, so yeah. the dog subject. Um, what are your dogs' names? Uh, I have two black labs. Uh, easy. Easy. He, uh, he's two and a half. He'll be three in February. Um, and then I've got little Uzi Bert, man. He's seven no. and a half months old. Yeah, I swear to God, man. And Easy and little Uzi. Yeah, dude. You call them their full name when you're out hunting, little Uzi. Oh, oh uh, no, I call him Uzi. Oh. Uzi and then Easy. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I do like those yeah, names. But, yeah, I got Uzi from uh, Blake Gibson. Actually, it is uh, his dog Gunner's uh, son. Oh, okay. Yeah, whenever I do get a dog, it's getting straight stripped to him after I get, you know, after I get the six or seven oh, months yeah. is what he said. Yeah, dude. Blake is my homeboy, man. He is legit as they come. He is He's smart as hell. Real, yeah, he is a real, real dog guy, man. Like, he knows what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, I can't wait to meet him in person sometime. This Maybe this yeah, summer, dude, but... He actually just came. He actually just came and dropped my puppy off for me in Minnesota. We hunted, hunted together in Fergus for a couple of days. I think I did see. I, I think I did see that on some type of social media, but I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, we, we didn't like. It was right when the front was moving in. We got some birds migrating in, and you know, we killed a couple birds. We killed like nine one day with like we had five people, four people, and then we killed a few more the next day. And I mean, it wasn't anything like super serious, but he had never hunted out of a pit in Minnesota before. Right. And his thing was like, he's like, I just want to get my dog to retrieve a bird in Minnesota. I want to shoot a bird in Minnesota. And I'm like, Oh, we can do that for sure. We got it <laughs> no done. Problem. I mean, so yeah, but yeah. So yeah, Blake is Blake's cool as fuck. I love Blake. He is one of my homeboys. I got a whole lot of love for him. Does it hurt sometimes, like not hunting in your home state and and so forth things, uh, or where you grew I mean, up hunting? 
kind of, yeah, dude, like, the only time it hurts is when I see that they're putting a beating on them. And, like, yep. the past two days in Fergus, dude, they have put a beating on them. Like, they shot a 12-man yesterday. Then today, they shot another 12-man. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, what in the hell is going on? They're beating these birds up in Fergus, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, the factor of it, though, is, like, you're you're seeing a whole bunch, whole bunch of different stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, like, I'll always love shooting big honkers. It's, oh. it's, it's my first, my first real love, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get my first gist off, like, away from big honkers, because that's all I've hunted is just big honkers, and I go down to Kansas um, Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. and with Wheatland Outfitters, and they invited me down and they're like, yeah, I don't have to pay for nothing or anything. And I was like, okay. And it was like, kind of like my first like intro to like, kind of like some point you could call like the industry or whatever. And so they they hunt yeah. lessers and specs down there. So I'm so excited. And they're like, they're like, well, you hope for the best. And I'm like, dude, if we shoot one spec or, or not one spec, if we shoot one lesser, I'm going to be a kid in a candy store. Cause I've just never done anything yeah, but hunt big honkers. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a blast, dude. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it's just something for a person when they get stuck in a, geez, not get stuck, but like they do something so similar in their life, you know, the whole time. But it's so exhilarating. Like like you said, you'll never get um, sick of, you know, killing big geese or this and that. And Oh, yeah. But it's like, like I got to see firsthand, like, some boys from Oklahoma, Missouri came up to South Dakota and we didn't shoot jack shit. And, you know, they made me very humble about like, you know, that it's not all about the killing, but they were like, so like astonished by like, just even the state of South Dakota. And it was yeah. like, God, I don't know. Like you just read, you know, memories like that. And it's, and it, it, it wakes a person up, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, dude, I definitely agree. Like this year, this year I have moved away from the whole entire life. Like everybody, it, there's a lot of people who are uh, in the hunting industry for the wrong thing. They're in it for the clout. Yeah. They're in it for the piles. They're in it for the pictures. Like, I'm not going to name any names, obviously. But, I mean, there's a few people that I know <laughs> that I absolutely cannot stand. And, um, yeah, it, it's just, they're in it for the wrong reasons, man. And I've really focused on it this year. Like, uh, I think I've posted maybe two pictures or two videos of like lines of like one of them. I took a video of a line of cranes today and that was like a pile or whatever. But, like I've focused on trying to not post pile pictures this year. Like I want, I want to focus on, you know, me, my dog, you know, the right. videos that I've taken, the clientele that I have out there, man, like the experience of it all. Like that's what it's about. It's about going out and experiencing new things. Don't like, as a kid who started traveling at a very young age for, you know, work and stuff like that. And I don't know how much traveling you've done, whatnot, but like if you get an opportunity to go somewhere and do something, um, do it. Absolutely. Like that's, that's what it is. You know, you know, like take that opportunity and run with it and don't, don't turn it down. Unless it's like some super shitty offer, you know, like then, you know, whatever. But like if you get an opportunity to go, go fishing in alaska go shoot lessers in kansas dude like that's that's what needs like take that and run with it that's that is an opportunity that you may never get again right and it's just the factor of like you know times that maybe like they don't like come to you and sometimes you just have to develop them yourself and then other things like do come forward you know like i don't know like yeah. you're speaking like i'm I'm starting to turn into like posting more pictures of just like myself being out there and enjoying the stuff. And but yeah. see, like my public profile has always been like not even the industry, like just myself. You know what I mean? So like when people yeah. scroll through my personal, it's like they're like, "Oh, this guy will sit here and talk that he doesn't post pile pics, but he does." And it's like I'm still in the motion of like I'm sharing stuff for just like my like my friends and stuff. You know what I mean? But in all sense, like. A lot of people, you know, if you do like half and half, at least like don't just post just piles, like maybe like try to tell a story because you never know who's watching and there's always over yeah, somebody exactly. over your shoulder. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I 100% agree with that, man. Like it's, 
yeah, it's not about the piles. It's not about, you know, squeezing the trigger. It's about having fun with your buddies, about making memories that you're going to remember forever. Well, hell, look at, look at yourself and hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of guides. You know, they rarely, and if they do, um, it is up to them type of deal, um, pulling the trigger. But, you know, you don't do this solely for the money. Because, you know, you might be making really good money and money is not anything that I need to ask you what you do and what you do with it. But at the same sense, like you're doing this out of pure enjoyment, like you said that you had that conversation with Trevor, it is pure enjoyment from yourself and what you're doing. And you're not even doing the killing of the harvesting of the bird. You're putting somebody else in that motion. Um, it's crazy yeah, to see yeah. a lot of people like yourself get so amped up to do it every year. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. And I, I envy you for it, and I hope to do it someday just as like yourself. Or <clears throat> not just like Charlie, but, you know, in my own realm, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely, man. And, like, it's funny because so here um, we're a lot – here in Texas, if I want to shoot with the, with the clients, I can. Right. And, um, like, I – I've got my license and everything and like I just I stop them before we hit my limit you know three birds and I'm like all right guys like that's it like and they're like oh well, why don't why aren't you shooting why don't you shoot and it's like man I have more I get more enjoyment out of seeing your guys smiles when we're landing birds mm -hmm. you know working birds when you know I get to work my dog or you know just seeing how excited you guys get when we ran into a flock man like that is what keeps you know, that's what I enjoy. That's what keeps me going. You know, I get to see how much you guys are loving every second of it. And that makes me love every second of this. Like it's, there's, it doesn't compare, man. And I really love working dogs. Like we had a guy here the other day that had, he wanted to run his dog. I'm like, sure, dude, easy's been running for three days, full tilt. Like I'll give him a rest day. Right. And, um, so it's one of Dane who's the owner. It's one of his buddies his name's JP want to come help hunt, uh, want to come help set up and everything. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude, come on out. And uh, he's like, hey, do you care about my dog? I was like, go for it, dude. And uh, this dog, it's like a two-year-old black lab. Um, his name's Shadow. And, man, he was a kick-ass dog, dude. <laughs> like, loved retrieving the cranes, all kinds of stuff. He didn't really want to mess with the live ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he was he was doing awesome, dude. And, like, um. I was lucky enough to have a client here uh, a couple of days ago who um, does amateur photography and he was out taking pictures of, of my dog easy doing the cranes man. he's got some videos of him fighting with cranes and or <laughs> not videos of pictures of him fighting with cranes dude like he's, he's a big dog he's about 100 pounds but oh, he's shit. not scared of not scared of these live cranes at all like I was kind of worried about it at first but man he doesn't even care they'll be standing out there and they'll bow up to him dude and he'll just tackle him, just hammer him to the ground, grab him right around the belly or right around the back, and just shake the ever living piss out of him. Do they have rec specs on or not? No, dude. Like <laughs> he doesn't have any rec specs. Oh on, no, man. he just doesn't. He doesn't care, man. It's like he's not scared of these things one bit. Which, as an owner, makes me feel good to know that, like, right. my dog's not scared of these things. But, like, I would say. You know, like we shot 33 birds. I bet there was only two cripples today that were, you know, alive when yeah. he grabbed them. Right on. So, I've just seen all the videos that they sit there and try to poke the dog's eyes out, and that shit sketches yeah, me out. no. What's that? Oh, I said, oh, yeah, no, I'm not not too worried about, about the whole, oh. whole deal. Like, if, if, if they're dead when they pick them up, they're dead. And it's not really even the beaks that you got to worry about it. It's their feet, man. Their claws are sharp as hell. Damn. So I got a question for you. It might be... What's I, up? I, I do these all the time. Um, when's the last memory that you can withhold inside your your mind that, you know, the outdoors stopped you? When I'm saying stopped you, like, you know, all the commotion, like, quieted down. Not to a dead zero, obviously, but, like, where you felt like you were just there by yourself for, like... 10 seconds or 15 seconds has that happened every morning for you or is there like a a great more or memory from most recent that you could speak on that did that to you man um like so i'll, I'll just start with this like the whole everything's a grind everything is a grind definitely um you know you're waking up at 
three, four in the morning every day, going and getting yourself done. You might get a nap here and there. Um, so I mean, your 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 thought process is a little hazy every once in a while. You know, when you know you're you might not be at the top of your game all the time. You I mean you might be given like eighty or ninety percent every day, which you know, if you give eighty ninety percent every day, you're you're still you're still gonna achieve what you need to achieve. But I mean, the last time that I was able to just stop and I felt like I was by myself was this morning, man. Um, we had, I experienced something that I've never experienced before. We had like 200 trains above us and they just circled and circled and circled. And I mean, they were coming down and it was like I was underneath a tornado of snows, but they were cranes. And I mean, they were just stair-stepping the whole entire way down and they hit these turns, they hit these turns real wide, man, and all of a sudden, they just floated right on down, and one right after another, man, right into the kill hole, feet down, like, just peckers out, and I was like, oh my god, dude, this is happening, like, this is the most intense thing that has happened to me in the past two, three months, like, holy shit, right. and it was just so cool, because, like, a crane is such a big bird, dude, their wingspan is massive, and to watch them you know, the things that they can do in the air and the way that they just sit there and, you know, they'll make belief and everything else, dude. And it's just, they're just such a cool bird. And I mean, this morning just goes to prove it. Like it was, it, I don't even know how to explain it, dude. It was just, it was so cool to be able to experience that because I've never experienced that before. And I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, I get pumped up underneath every snow goose spin underneath every finishing flock of you know geese or ducks man right. but like this morning it was just on a whole nother level for me of like the 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 ambiance of it i was just like in my moment in my zone dude and i was like man this is this is it right here like this is what i want you know and and i think we killed like we ran out like 11 cranes or something out of this flock you know, mm -hmm. 12 cranes. I think one guy killed every bird, and I was just like, fuck, man. You know, as soon as those shots went off, I was back in my, you know, back in my mode, but, I, you know, I was watching them, and as soon as the first, like, probably 20, 30 of them hit that kill hole, <laughs> I was like, yep, we're going to land a few. Landed, like, 10. And then, you know, they kept coming, kept coming, and we had, like, 40 or 50 cranes that were setting up, and I was like, this is it right here. And I was just like, caught him. <laughs> and I mean, that was it. That was it. And it, yeah, it was, it was so cool, man. I mean, I'm, like I said, I've never experienced something like that before. It's just crazy to hear stories like that. And that's why like, you know, I could have at, I, how could I have else brought that out of you? Like, what'd you do this morning? Like, that just seems so boring to ask a question like that. Like you actually went in depth with what happened and why you enjoyed it instead of just telling me, oh, we shot 11 cranes out of this big flock, and it was pretty cool. You know what I mean? It's just, it's really unique to hear, like, the in-depth stories of, like, what an outdoorsman goes through because our mind only can soak up so much. So if you, like, just take a second and stop for, like, 10 seconds while something is going on, do it every once in a while, you know? I'm not speaking just to yeah. you, but everybody that, you know, may have, may listen to this, or Jesus, sound like somebody, but may listen to this but anyways um yeah i always ask yeah <laughs> i always ask people like you know do you ever stop and then they're like oh yeah like it's it's something that i try to like regularly do like and you started off with like dude it's a 80 percent, 90 percent effort all the time or you got to be at that 80 to 90 percent effort all the time so it's like it's sometimes it's hard for you to stop yeah where do you where do you see yourself being in the next like 20 to 30 years is it is it this then like there's nothing else man honestly i am gonna do this up until i have kids and you know i might take a year off of guiding and like they always say that like once you're out of the game you're out of the game you know but right. that is definitely not true at all dude i mean the companies that i have got you know that i'm working for right now are some of the best companies that i have ever you know, had the pleasure of experiencing or working with ever like the, you know, my boss at dirty bird, Matt Peel, 
an absolute badass dude. I respect the fuck out of him. Right. He is the coolest guy ever. My boss at Black Duck, TJ Mallet, one of the coolest guys I have ever met. A ton of respect for TJ. And then, you know, now I'm here at Tool Creek and Dane Swinburne, an absolute, just total 100% dude. Like, the coolest guys I have ever met in my life, and I'm able to work for them. And I know that, you know, if I was to call them up and be like, hey, man, I'm going to be a dad. You know, I want to take a year off of work and, you know, be a dad. I want to enjoy my kid. And, you know, I want to come back the following year. But right now, you know, I got I got to be a dad. I'm, I know for a fact that they'd be like, you know what? All right, man. You know, you can be a dad. You know, like, go be a dad. Right. You know, that's that's and I grew up without a dad. And so, like, that's my biggest thing in life is like, I want to be a good dad and not just a good dad. I want to be a damn good dad and uh, make sure that my kids and everything are taken care of. But, um, man, I'm just going to do this until I have kids. And, um, once I have kids, uh, you know, keep going. Um, I would eventually love to, you know, manage my own outfit or, you know, start my own outfit, whatever it may be, buy into an outfit. Um, and just, you know, kind of not, you know, step more away from the guiding aspect of it, being in the field every day and, um, just running or, you know, running a couple hunts here and there. Um, and just doing mainly like the books and stuff like that, you know, that type of stuff, bookings, whatever it may be. Um, just doing stuff like that and being able to, you know, you know, send off another young kid or, you know, young guy Mm -hmm. that, you know, has the same, would have the same ambition as a 20 year old, you know, if I'm in my forties or fifties, um, you know, if I could look at that kid and be like, yeah, this kid's got, you know, what I had, this kid's got a fire underneath his ass and he wants to be the best. He wants to do the best. He wants to show up every day with a positive attitude, man, and just make him pay like he wants. And he, it's a kid that's going to understand that like, you know, every day isn't going to be, you know, the best day ever, but every day you can make it the best day ever for yourself, man. Like somebody like that, that would have the same mentality as me. Um, that, that's who I would send off, you know, and just, just that, yeah, that is my hope. Are so, you kind of like, I'm not going to, sorry, go ahead. Keep going. Well, I was just going to say, you know, and I'm not, I'm not like saying that I'm, you know, going to try and do this my whole life, but I'm, like I said, I'm just going to try and, and, and do the whole guiding aspect of it in the right. field aspect of it as long as I possibly can, you know, and like. It's hard on your body, man. I mean, it's not like I'm out pouring concrete or, (laughs) you know, doing whatever. But, I mean, it's hard. It's hard on your body, man. We're up early. We're up late. Um, You know, picking up whole entire spreads by yourselves. I mean, like, it's physically demanding. I mean, like, there's no way around it. Guiding is a physically demanding job. Absolutely. And you have to be in your right, like, your right state of mind. Like, you're away from your family. I'm away from my girlfriend. Um, like you can't be out just like, you can't, you gotta be a mature person. You know what I'm saying? Like Uh you got, you need to be in the right state of mind of where you want to be at in your life. And you know, thinking that you might have your life a little figured out. I mean, like I like, I know that I don't have my life entirely figured out as a 22 year old, but I mean, I'd (laughs) like to think sometimes I have my life a little figured out, you know, uh, thinking what I want to do with my life and where I want to go from here. Um, but I mean, you got to have a good head on your shoulders to continually do a good job day in and day out. And you need to, you know, have a good attitude day in and day out. You can't wake up and be some crab ass all the time. And nobody's going to want to be around you, dude. Like if you're not trying your best or you're not in a good mood, you know, you're with some of these people for two, three months at a time. And if you're just a crab house all the time, they're not going to want to be around you. They're not going to want to give you 100%, you know? Absolutely. And they're not going to want to see you back the next year or something like that, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly it, you know? It's just, I've seen some people where they've just burnt bridges like that, and it's like, man, I, you don't make no sense. Like, kids not waking up to go scout, or, you know, kids bitching because 
they are scouting and they're not hunting. And it's like, man, everyone has their own jobs here. Everyone has their own role that they need to play. You play that role. Everybody else plays their role. Everything's going to come together. You know, like you have a job, you need to do it. And the more that you accept that, the better off everybody's going to be. But there's always got to be like one or two sour apples in the batch and they just bitch about everything or complain about everything or, you know, they're, it's never good enough. And it's like, man, we don't need you here that bad. Like, right. it's just, it's just, you know, they're not grateful to be in the position that they're in. They don't understand that there's a hundred other kids that would love to have the job that they have, the opportunity that they have. And they're just ready to piss it away because they're not getting to hunt every day or some, you know, stupid thing like that. They don't want to put like their fourth effort, like in towards like the yeah, whole realm they of don't, it. Yes, exactly, man. Like they don't want to have to try and prove themselves. They think that they're this big badass already. And it's like, that's, that's not really the case, man. A little bit more about yourself. Um, are you kind of like writing your script of your life like day by day? Or do you have a script of like in your future of what you want to do? Like I know we already talked about it, but is it a day-to-day process for you? Or do you have life goals that you, you know, day-to-day like conquer so that way the motion is like kind of towards that, you know, that five-year oh, yeah. plan or something like that? Yeah, man. Actually, um, so my day-to-day script that I wake up, so when I got down to Texas, um, I've, uh, I've put on a little bit of weight, not going to lie. <laughs> like I'm a little chubby right now. And, um, in high school I was like in really good shape, like 175 pounds. I'm like 185, 190 pounds right now. So I'm like, I got a little chunk on me. So I actually wake up every morning. Uh, I do 50 pushups every day, uh, do 50 body squats. And then I do 10 minutes of plank, honestly. And then, um, wake up shower or you know i'm already up but shower um and then eat my breakfast and hit the road um and then from there it's just you know give it my all give it you know give my clients everything that i possibly can you know be the best that i possibly can for them um do everything in my power to make them have a good memorable hunt i mean they're spending money to be here to hunt with you um you know Get, you know, don't be a jackass about it. You know, talk, sit there and talk to them, you know, ask them what they do in life, stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> that's, you know, and uh, go, after the hunt, go back, uh, take a couple pictures, clean birds. Um, depending on how hard I worked, I might shower again. Um, or, uh, you know, just go catch a couple Z's really quick. Wake up. Uh, I play fetch with my dogs every single day. Um, Easy and Uzi, uh, I give them both about 25 reps. Um, Uzi gets a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, he'll do about 50, but um, play fetch with him every single day. Um, and then uh, get the trailers ready for the next day. Make sure we got enough brush in it. Um, make sure the decoys are, are all good to go. Um, go eat supper right around seven o'clock, six thirty. Um, and then from there, you know, kind of bullshit with the clients, talk to them, let them know the plan for the following day and wake up repeat um that's i mean that's my day-to-day deal right there my long-term goal honestly man um and it sounds it sounds super cheesy to even say this but my long-term goal is man uh there's not anything more that i want in the world than to uh to be a dad All right um, i want to i want to i want to be a good dad um i want to i want my kids to fall in love with the outdoors uh, the way that my grandpa made me fall in love with the outdoors. I mean, he, he immersed me in him at a very young age. You know, he let me, let me see, you know, everything that was going on in him. And I want nothing more than to be able to show my kids, uh, what I grew up doing, why I love my job, why I love what I do. Um, <clears throat> just let them, you know, figure it out. My grand, my grandpa let me figure it out mostly by myself, but he was, you know, the one that brought me, you know, brought it to my attention, brought me there, um, gave me the the learning tools that I needed to see, you know, more than what meets the eye. And, uh, that, that's what I really want. I really want to, um, teach my kids, teach any kids in general, you know, what the outdoors is all about. I mean, Dane has his son here. He's an 11 year old. Uh, you know, I love, love kids, man. They're, they're the next generation of what we're doing right now, you know? Right. And, um, 
to teach them the right ways, the ethical ways of doing everything to make sure, you know, that what we're doing now is going to continue to happen for years and years and years to come for, you know, for our, not only for our kids, but for their kids and, you know, their kid, their kids' kids, um, you know, so that they can experience everything that we got to experience. And I mean, stuff is always changing, obviously, but, um, for, for kids to be in the outdoors, it keeps them out of trouble, you know, gives them a, a good learning base, you know, to per, you know, learn about life, man. I mean, I figured more out about myself, uh, in the woods than anywhere else. You are alone. You're by yourself, man. Like growing up hunting, bow hunting, um, sitting in the sand by yourself, man. Like you figure out what you can and can't do. Um, and you know, deer are a touchy subject. Um, like whitetail, when you're hunting whitetail, man, like you got to do certain things. I mean, I used to hunt whitetail all the time and I haven't even stepped foot in a deer stand in the past four years because I've been, you know, guiding bird hunting right. it takes up all my time. But I mean, in my, <laughs> it's funny. I'll compare them. Oh, whitetail does are just like women, man. You make one wrong move and they're, they're out to get you. <laughs> they're letting everybody know, everybody in the neighborhood know yeah. that, hey, there's a piece of shit up in this tree. <laughs> um, but, yeah, dude, uh, I'm, I really, uh, really like bringing kids in the outdoors. I, I, that's my, my long-term goal is to get as many kids out there and, you know, get to grow up doing what, what I did growing up. It's the outdoors does like change a person for like the absolute better. You like you were speaking, um, you want to show them, you know, the true side of it and the the right side of it. And at the same time, like it is the the building generation of what we're trying to do. And then in all sorts of sense, like we're not doing them any bad because all the outdoors is it, it treats like self discipline. Um, it treats respect. It treats you, you know, like giving absolute effort to something. And you know. It can reflect to like your job, your family, everything, all these little attributes that we've gained from the outdoors, we take it and reflect it straight to our life, you know? Maybe not yeah. the exact same because like, it's not goose or duck hunting or deer hunting or elk hunting or whatever you want, maybe, but it's that same aspect. You learn from it and what you take from it is tro- truly how you do it you know like you may take it completely different from what i do but the outdoors is its own nature of yeah. abuse you know yeah dude 100 percent. i totally agree with that do you ever you know it like it it doesn't hurt but i mean before like we jump off of here but like do you ever afraid that the outdoors is going to get taken from us man um like i'm saying like legal reasons of what we can and can't do. Like we get regulated even more than we do right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, the only thing that ever really scares me, man, is the dumbasses that I see get put into office and the power sure. that they can retain. Um, you know, we have this absolute dipshit of a president in right now. We have absolutely you know, Kamala Harris in there. Uh, you know, we, we elect all these people to represent the people and they're, <laughs> not anything that we need. I mean, they're they're nothing but politicians. That's all they are. Yeah, and they're, they're there's not a single straight shooting one. Yeah, they're politicians are part of the problem. It's it's crazy. You uh, you look back and you see Barack Obama when he went into office. Man, he was worth like whatever amount, or Hillary Clinton. They're worth whatever amount when they when they go in office, and then all of a sudden they're in office and. You know they're working. They're supposedly working for the people. You know to make our lives better, and then all of a sudden they're worth you know like millions and trillions of dollars when they're making like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars a year, and all of a sudden in a year their their network jumps up. It's like how does that work? You know, or like look at Joe Biden. Look at his son, dude, Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you're going to tell me that... You Doc, really want to drag this on, don't you? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, like, you're going to tell me... You're going to tell me that Donald, when Donald Trump was in office, all these news outlets were just hammering on Donald Trump's son. Yeah, exactly. And now, like, Joe Biden's in, and his son has literally smoked crack, dude. His son went on a talk show and admitted to smoking crack. Parmesan cheese because he thought it was fucking crack, dude. 
And like the news is like, oh no, that's fine. That's fine. Everyone should smoke crack. Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone should. Like, yeah. We're going to smoke crack right now. We're going to smoke crack on live television right now, actually. It's like, what the fuck? It's, it's a brainwashed uh, nation right now. And, you know, thank God that, you know, that Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, is not not guilty for the shit that he's doing. Like, they're yeah. still like... Kyle Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse, free man, not guilty, damn right. Exactly. A little bit that's of... A perfect, that's a perfect... Perfect example of exercising your Second Amendment and, and self defense, man. Sticking to that, it, dude. That fucking dude, those guys in Kenosha, they fucked around and they found out, dude, and they fucking got capped. Got fucking capped. They're laying dead now. Oh, shoot. I can tell that you you could sit here and talk about politics forever, and I could too. But I try oh. to keep I try to keep my <laughs> podcast away from politics just because. Yeah. No, nonstop people like hear about it, dude. Charlie, thank you so much, Charles. Charlie. Um, Mr. Foxman, Mr. Mustache Man, um, whatever you want to be called, uh, you you've been great on here, man. I appreciate you coming on, spending some time. I know life gets crazy as a guide life. I think we tried like when you're up in Canada and we were all amped up, and then I got hectic, you got hectic, but nonetheless, dude, you're a great, dude. Hopefully, one day we get oh, yeah. to meet up this summer or next year hunting season. So um, grind it out and take care, Absolutely. my man. Yeah, you too, brother. All right, man. I, it was awesome being on here. Thank you for having me. Hey, man. I wish you the best, and don't ever stop moving forward, okay? Thanks, brother. You too, man. Like I said, an opportunity is an opportunity. Take it. You got it. You too.